Hotel Teresa, the Waldorf of Harlem. The Hotel Teresa opened in 1913 on 125th Street and 7th Avenue in Harlem and closed its doors as a hotel in 1970. The Hotel Teresa was built by German-born stockbroker Gustavus Seidenberg and named for his recently deceased wife. The hotel had an all-white clientele and staff for its first 28 years. In 1940, reflecting the changing population of Harlem, the hotel was acquired by an African-American businessman who accepted all races and hired a black staff and management. On September 18, 1960, four months before the United States severed diplomatic relations with Cuba, Fidel Castro arrived in New York City for the 15th session of the United Nations General Assembly. He and his staff first checked into the Shelburne Hotel at Lexington Avenue and 37th Street. When the Shelburne demanded $10,000 for alleged damage that included cooking chickens in their rooms, the Castro entourage moved to the Hotel Teresa in Harlem. Castro's group rented 80 rooms for a total of $800 per day. The Teresa was the beneficiary of worldwide publicity when Nikita Khrushchev, the premier of the Soviet Union, General Abdel Nasser, President of Egypt, Jawaharlal Nehru, the Prime Minister of India, and Malcolm X, all visited Castro there. In the longest speech ever delivered at the United Nations, Castro transitioned seamlessly from his hotel experience to the discrimination faced by North American blacks to the broader evils of imperialist financial capital and the colonial yoke. At the end of 1960, presidential candidate John F. Kennedy made a campaign stop at the Hotel Teresa with Jacqueline Kennedy, Congressman Adam Clayton Powell Jr., Senator Herbert Lehman, Governor Everett Harriman, Mayor Robert Wagner, and Eleanor Roosevelt. I am delighted to come and visit, said Kennedy. Behind the fact of Castro coming to this hotel, Khrushchev coming to visit Castro, there is another great traveler in the world, and that is the travel of a world revolution, a world in turmoil. I am delighted to come to Harlem and I think the whole world should come here and the whole world should recognize that we all live right next to each other, whether here in Harlem or on the other side of globe. The Hotel Teresa was built by German-born stockbroker Gustavus Seidenberg and named for his recently deceased wife. Coincidentally, Seidenberg's second wife was also named Teresa. Architects George and Edward Bloom were trained at the famous École des Beaux-Arts in Paris and they designed a full-block-front all-white apartment hotel, 13 stories high with 300 guest rooms. Like its façade. The newly opened Hotel Teresa had an all-white clientele and staff for its first 28 years. In 1940, reflecting the changing population of Harlem, the hotel was acquired by Love B. Woods, an African-American businessman who accepted all races, hired a black staff and management. The Hotel Teresa was integrated when most mid-Manhattan hotels wouldn't accept blacks. They could perform at the clubs hotels and theaters in mid-Manhattan but couldn't sleep in the hotel rooms or eat in their restaurants. Black America's most famous stars, Josephine Baker, Ray Charles, Jimi Hendrix, Louis Armstrong, Dorothy Dandridge, Duke Ellington, Nat King Cole, Lena Horne and Count Basie had to go to Harlem for a night's sleep. For many blacks the existence of the Hotel Teresa's luxurious rooms, Bars and swank shops was regarded as a sign that they had finally arrived, at least in Harlem. The hotel became known as the Waldorf of Harlem. 7th Avenue and 125th Street was called the Great Black Way. 
The neighborhood contained the Salem Methodist Church, the studio of James van der Zee, Harlem's most famous photographer, the African Memorial National Bookstore, the mafia-owned diamond jewelry store, the M. Smith Photo Studio, the Apollo Theater, Blumstein's department store, Frank's Restaurant, Harlem Opera House, Oscar Hammerstein's Playhouse, Hards and Siemens Music Hall, the Cotton Club, Mike's Place, Savoy Ballroom, Nest Club, Small's Paradise and the Club Baron. In 1940, the following announcement appeared in the New York Age. Harlem Hotel Seeks Negro Trade, Picks Manager, the Hotel Teresa at 7th Avenue and 125th Street, which catered to white patronage for several years, has changed its policy as of March 20th and will cater to both races, under Negro management with a Negro staff, according to an announcement by Richard Thomas, publicity manager of the hotel. In carrying out its new policy for the accommodation of Negroes and whites, the Gresham Management Company, operators of the Teresa, appointed Walter Scott as the hotel's manager. Extensive renovations and improvements of the service and facilities of the hotel have been undertaken. A staff of 80 persons has been employed. The African-American general manager Walter Scott had been the business manager at the Harlem YMCA on 135th Street. A graduate of New York University and a World War I veteran, Scott had worked as a bellhop and waiter on the Hudson River Dayline boats. Early in April 1940, Scott and his wife Gertrude and their 16-year-old daughter, Gladys moved into a six-room suite on the 10th floor. In 1941, heavyweight champion Joel Louis attracted 10,000 fans when he stayed at the Hotel Teresa after a victory at the Polo Grounds. Soon thereafter, entrepreneur John H. Johnson was a guest at the Teresa when he started a new pocket-size magazine called Negro Digest and, in 1945, Ebony which was followed by Jet in 1951. After splitting with the Nation of Islam, Malcolm X rented offices at the hotel for his organization of Afro-American unity. In 1948, when GM Walter Scott resigned because of illness, Gresham management hired William Harmon Brown as resident manager. Brown graduated from Howard University where he had earned a National Youth Administration scholarship, funded by a New Deal program. President Bill Clinton's Commerce Secretary Ron Brown, the manager's son, grew up in the hotel. U.S. Congressman Charles Rangel D. New York, once worked there as a desk clerk. Earlier in 2016 Congressman Rangel retired after serving in the U.S. Congress from 1971-2016. In 1971, the hotel was converted to an office building with the name Teresa Towers and was declared a landmark in 1993 by New York's Landmark Preservation Commission. Stanley Turkle was designated as 2020 Historian of the Year by Historic Hotels of America, the official program of the National Trust for Historic Preservation, for which he was previously named in 2015 and 2014. Turkle is the most widely published hotel consultant in the United States. He operates his hotel consulting practice serving as an expert witness in hotel-related cases, provides asset management and hotel franchising consultation. He is certified as a Master Hotel Supplier Emeritus by the Educational Institute of the American Hotel and Lodging Association. Stan Churkel at AOL.com 917-628-8549 his new book Great American Hotel Architects Volume 2 has just been published. Other published hotel books. 
great American hoteliers, pioneers of the hotel industry 2009 built to last, 100-plus-year-old hotels in New York 2011 built to last, 100-plus-year-old hotels east of the Mississippi 2013 Hotel Mavens, Lucius M. Boomer, George C. Bolt, Oscar of the Waldorf 2014 Great American Hoteliers Volume 2, Pioneers of the Hotel Industry 2016 Built to Last, 100-plus-year-old hotels west of the Mississippi 2017 Hotel Mavens Volume 2, Henry Morris and Flagler, Henry Bradley Plant, Carl Graham Fisher 2018 Great American Hotel Architects Volume 1 2019, Hotel Mavens, Volume 3, Bob and Larry Tisch, Ralph Hitz, Caesar Ritz, Kurt Strand. All of these books can be ordered from Author House by visiting www.stanleyturkle.com and clicking on the book's title.